Hello, and thank you for joining Incoming, where I help you sort through the crap that life throws at you and tear down the roadblocks that you put in your own way. Hello, and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I did. Um, today, you know, I want to, my topic today is, uh, the divide in this country over vaccinated, unvaccinated and how it's being politicized. And to start with, I want to say that, you know, obviously when you listen to podcasts or radio shows, very few people remain neutral. They do have an agenda. They have a belief system and they're trying to reinforce that belief system And we all know that like when you call into a radio show, they have people that screen the calls to make sure that it's the call they're looking for. And sometimes it's someone who's going to take an opposing view so that they can use that opposing view as an opportunity to to tear it down and thereby expound on their belief system. And I try very hard not to do that in this podcast. My main goal is how to de-stress your life how to have good mental health, and how to find a way to have a happy life, not so much taking sides on issues, acting instead of reacting, putting conscious thought into these issues that are thrown at us rather than jumping on a bandwagon or a side. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't have beliefs one way or the other, but I try not to, I try not to put them out there. It's not the point in my opinion. I'm talking to a broad swath of people and thereby I understand that there's a broad swath of opinions. I'm not trying to influence anyone with my opinion on the specifics of these things, just more the overriding thinking of how to treat one another, how to not be led around by headlines or following the pack, whatever your pack may be. So on this topic, I keep reading these articles about this is like the greatest divide that the nation, the United States, and probably the world has in any of our experience of our lives. This is a big one. And I feel as if the media is using it to get people to click on articles, to read the articles, that they're, I know their reasons for doing what they're doing. They're trying to make money by enhancing the divide. Politicians by nature will always have that divide because they they stand with whomever their voters are or whomever is contributing to their campaigns. I get that. But on the real life level down here, I mean, you know, I've talked before, you have Hollywood people who are making comments and, you know, letting their opinions be known and all these things, and I get it. But, you know, let's think about this for a moment. I was watching a television show the other night I don't need to say which one because it's not relevant, but the basis of the show involves a lot of scientists, I will say that, and a comment was made by a main character that, what has the world come to, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not a direct quote, but it's the gist of it, what has the world come to that people take facts and just say, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, people take empirical science and just dismiss it and whatever, and I thought to myself, you know, this is the problem that everyone's missing. Okay, first of all, 
in my opinion, if you get down to it on this topic, it is not really about rejecting science, rejecting facts and being divided. It, you know, you have one side that is pro what's being put out there and they're looking at the other side and saying, you're just so ignorant. You won't listen to truth. You won't listen to scientific fact. You listen to minutiae on Facebook and silliness, you know, and you're hurting us all. Okay, well, here's the problem that nobody is saying, that I'm not hearing anybody saying. If somebody's out there saying it, I want to find them. But So I'm going to say it, that we have the pharmaceutical companies, we have politicians that are out there telling us this is what we need to do. And I don't think that the issue is about believing the science or not believing the science. It is a broken system that trust has been broken badly in the last decade between the people and the politicians, the people and these pharmaceutical companies. So who wouldn't question data from people who have shown they will manipulate data, they will lie to us for profits, and they don't care if it means we fall dead. So if you want people to believe you again, it's like anyone else. When you have done wrong things, you've lied, you've misrepresented things in order to take advantage of a person, you've broken a trust, and you need to regain that trust so I don't believe that the people that are against vaccinations, that all of them are, you know, dismissing science and going after silliness on Facebook. I think it's more an issue of they don't trust the people that the data is coming from. You know, the, the little quiet news that, that should be broadcast everywhere, and it's really not, let's see, huge pharmaceutical company was just successfully sued. The courts agreed at multiple levels of courts, that this pharmaceutical company had misrepresented opioids and are solely responsible for the opioid crisis going around in this world today. That they pushed their drugs for profits and even in the face over the ensuing 10, 15 years of seeing the deaths, the broken homes, the disruption they were causing society, they continued to lie and push their drugs. We had, I don't know how many years ago, but not that many years ago, the young guy who whatever acquired some uh, pharmaceutical company that made the EpiPens and then jumped the price up to thousands of dollars per pen. And everybody cried foul and they took him to court and he just kind of smirked and said, because I can. We have every pharmaceutical company out there charges highway robbery rates for something as simple as insulin. Unless you're very low income and you can qualify for one of their little tax write-off plans that they have. These are the people that you want us to believe that are telling us that a vaccine is safe. This is what some people are thinking. That trust has been broken. There are The opioid crisis touched so many lives, there's hardly anyone out there that either wasn't personally affected or they know someone that was affected by it. And it was the same industry that told these lies and created this problem. 
because as we all know with opioids, the vast majority of people were not drug addicts seeking a problem. They were people who were in real pain. And they went to a doctor seeking a solution, and the doctors were told by this pharmaceutical company, we have this, this, these painkillers, these are great, people shouldn't be in pain, they should have relief, give them these, and make sure they take them as prescribed. And they became addicted. You know, that is just the simple fact. That is not rhetoric, that is not conspiracy theorist fodder. This was in the United States court system truckloads of documentation brought in, whistleblowers, doctors. And it was decided this pharmaceutical company was to blame. And I believe that there was an $8 billion fine put against them. But, which despite the largeness of that number, it doesn't scratch the surface of the damage that was done. Politicians have allowed this to go on. Politicians lie to our faces all the time. I mean, I don't, you know, they used to get accused of flip-flopping. I don't mind flip-flopping if you come to me and you say, you know what, I know I said this before, but I'm going to say this now because more information has come to mind. I've thought about it longer. But they don't even do that. They literally just contradict themselves. And this is who we're supposed to trust. So I think that what's going on right now isn't about people refusing to accept. It's about people whose trust is broken and no one is doing anything to regain that trust. And let's not forget, there are still impoverished countries that don't even have access to the vaccines. They don't have full access because, again, it's money. And I can't help but believe, with the little bit of knowledge that I have about how these things work, that somewhere 10 years from now, we aren't going to look back and some truth is going to come out that there was a large amount of profiteering going on with this. Because let's not forget the free vaccines that we're giving, the government is paying these pharmaceutical companies billions of our dollars for these shots. And on that note, I'll, I'll share with you a little bit, and I'll try not to be too boring about it, but what, what I know, I've told you before, I'm an accountant, and at one time I had a client that turned into a, an employer that was a pharmaceutical research company. And what little I learned about this is that the large pharmaceutical companies, my understanding, they don't do a lot of minor investigations themselves anymore. There's all these hundreds and thousands of little pharmaceutical research companies and incubators that they receive NIH grants to research drugs at what they call the phase one, phase two level, which is let's call it a viability study. They take a theory on an existing drug or they're formulating a new drug and at phase one and two, it's kind of lab test and then test on, you know, small animals, mice, things like that, and tissues of mice and things like that. When it gets to phase three, I guess, and, and on is where it gets very expensive and these small companies can't typically, even with grant money, afford to take it much beyond that. But the idea is... They want to prove the viability of a drug's use to the extent that the large pharmaceutical company will want to purchase it from them. And I mean, they get billions of dollars. But backtracking at that level, this, these 
you know, at grass level studies are started, funded by taxpayer money through the National Institutes of Health. And I've seen these agreements and they do contain that the National Institute of Health, which is the government, your taxpayer dollars, that, by the way, help develop these drugs that they end up selling back to you at outrageous highway robbery prices. Just think about that for a second. But at any rate, they retain, the NIH, the government, retains a right to the patent on the drug because it has been funded by taxpayer dollars. Now, the, the gray area becomes when the large pharmaceutical company comes in and buys this drug once it's proven the first minor steps of viability. And often when they buy them, they don't even end up using them. Sometimes they're just buying them so that they can squash a competitor, but often they do use them and take them all the way to market, which costs several billion more dollars, okay? So then the question becomes, well, who, how do you argue ownership? Because we, the big pharmaceutical company, also have billions of dollars into this drug. But at a grassroots level, the National Institute of Health, which is funded by your taxpayer dollars, decides and pays for this research. You have personally invested in the research of these medications. But then when it gets sold to the big pharmaceutical company, and that company, and I have known companies that did this, experienced almost $8 billion for them and their venture capitalist in payment from large pharmaceutical companies after they had made it through the hurdle of phase one, phase two to prove the viability of a drug. Do you know that those companies don't have to reimburse the NIH for the grant money they were given? You, the taxpayer, never experience any of the profits on that. So this is a kind of a system that we're working with, just to give you an idea, okay? That's my minimal knowledge of it. But this is the system you're working with, and I'm not the only one that understands this. But here we have the head of the National Institute of Health, Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci, that is out there telling us all these things. And based on what I just told you, you don't, it doesn't spring up a little bit of distrust in what he's saying. You don't see the opportunity for any wrongdoing in the system as I just explained it to you. You know, let, let's go back a little bit in history. Some of you may or may not remember the drug thalidomide. It was a drug given to women, I know in the 1960s and maybe prior to that, for morning sickness. And a pediatrician, whose name I can't think of right now, you can research this on your own, just look up the drug thalidomide. It was a pediatrician that became a whistleblower and started and put his own career on the line going after this pharmaceutical company and the FDA for colluding and knowingly giving a drug to pregnant women that they knew to have caused birth defects in mice in the in vitro studies that were done at the phase one and phase two. So the FDA did this, and I'm, I'm going to guess that those studies, even in the 1960s, were funded by the NIH or somehow by grant money from the government. This is a kind of a history we're looking at. And People have more of an awareness of these stories now than they ever did because of the internet, because of the access to information. 40 years ago, that might have been a study that, or a situation that only a handful of people knew about, that were around when the headlines came out. 
because this was a huge, big trial and everything. You know, look at what happened with the Tuskegee Airmen. The federal government via the Army conducted experiments on human beings and let them suffer and die with syphilis when they had a cure, just so that they could study it. Okay, it's very hard to get past any kind of loss of trust, but at that level, and these are just two issues I'm putting out there. And some people will bring up, oh, well, if we had all felt that way, we would still have polio. Well, let me tell you something. Do a little research on Jonas Salk. The man was a true, pure scientist. He wasn't owned by the pharmaceutical companies in any way. And he made sure that all of his research was available for free for the betterment of mankind. Who around today in that industry can say that they have that kind of integrity? Who wouldn't trust that man? He had, he had no skin in the game other than to save mankind from something. Okay. I believe that. I ha he has some credibility. These people today, not so much. And again, I'm not saying what I believe or don't believe, but I'm saying I do think that it's more a matter of a broken trust than it is people's lack of understanding about the science. People understand the science just fine. They're just not sure that they believe they're being, being given the true empirical science or a slanted view of it, because that's the other thing I learned when I was working with all of these scientists. A, a gentleman that I worked with that had been in, in the pharmaceutical field for like 40 years, and he told me, he said, you have to be very careful with studies because he said routinely in this industry people cherry-pick uh, the test cases and they cherry-pick data to support their theory. So, you know, there is a severe lack of ethics in the world today and morals and people's moral compass is crushed, gone. And if we want to repair this situation, we need to stop being against each other and telling people who have an opinion that isn't ours that they're stupid. And that goes for the, the anti-vaccination people too. The people on the other side have made a choice based on their belief system and, and what they want for their body, you don't have a right to tear them down or to call them stupid or sheep or whatever negative thing you're calling them. We all have a right to make our own decisions, and I'd like to see the world stay that way. So we need to stop, in my opinion, a lot of this infighting. And people who have a platform need to stop using their platform in a way that encourages that. It's not cute for a Hollywood star on their social media where they have an immense platform to join people in the rising cry of calling people stupid, devoid of understanding if they don't get a shot. Because to me, you're showing your own stupidity. That one, you won't allow someone to have an opinion outside of your own. Two, that you truly believe that they're somehow putting you at a greater risk, which doesn't hold water even with the science. Three, that you don't understand that it's not coming from a point of stupidity for a large number of these people. It's coming from a, a point of distrust, well-founded distrust. So again, we're at each other's throats because we're reacting. We're not stopping, thinking this through, considering other perspectives, and acting. 
And isn't that what I always preach doing? So that, you know, that's something that I want anybody who bothers to listen to this podcast to, to do for a second. Don't follow anything just because it's vogue. Question why you're jumping on a bandwagon. If you truly believe in it, based on what? Or is it because someone that you like jumped on that bandwagon? I mean, if you do that, you are being sheep. And I don't care what the belief system is. You should be there because of your own moral compass, because of your own belief system. Not because it's going to get you clicks or views or followers or make you look like the popular kids because you're saying the same thing the popular kids are. I don't care if you're the only one standing up saying what you're saying. If you're doing it because it's your true belief based on rational assessment, you may be the only one in the room that's right. Mob rule doesn't make the mob right. And it will destroy your mental health if you live your life that way. Support you. Have faith in you. Have belief in you. Do your own research. Think outside of the box. Ask questions. Consider what's being said to you from both sides, from every angle. You know, someone may seem like a wackadoodle, but maybe they happen to be the only person that's saying something rational. Just consider it for a moment. And come to your own conclusions and your own thoughts and your own decisions and decide for yourself what your own moral compass is. And if you're worried about being out there alone, don't worry about it because I don't think any of us is that special or unique. As I say all the time, you will find other people if you need that support, but you shouldn't need that support. Just having your own support and your own belief in yourself should be enough. But don't let the media or the politicians, or other people who may have inappropriate reasons for saying what they're saying, sway you. Whether you want to be vaccinated or you want to remain unvaccinated, take your own stand, make your own decision based on your own research and your own moral compass, and don't join the crowds in condemning people who make a decision different than your own. We need to stop this division in our world today. We need to stop letting people 10 rungs up the ladder from us, try to keep us divided so that we don't look at the real problems going on. And the real problem that needs to be spoken about is the broken trust between the people and the powers that be. The broken trust is what's causing all of these problems, the racial strife, the strife over the vaccination and not vaccination. All of these problems come down to that, a lack of trust. And in some ways, these powers that be are even using that against us to make us distrust each other. Think, people. Put some thought into things you do. Put some thought into your actions. If you are an island unto yourself, it is okay. You will never have good mental health. You will never have a happy life until you love you and you are happy with who you are and what you are if no one else on earth likes it. Ultimately, I believe, and most world religions do, but I am a spiritual person, I do believe that we are going to be answerable for what we do on this earth to someone much greater than all of us. And I think that if I'm going to stand there in judgment, I want an answer that I made it 
on my decision, not because I followed what dummy next to me did. I do not want to appear that ignorant. So don't be that ignorant. Live your life. Live a happy life. Make decisions that you live with, that you can be happy with, that you can be satisfied with. You're the only one that has to look you in the face in the mirror. That is my thought on the subject. And I feel very passionately about this. I'm, I'm very troubled by the, the ever-growing divide that I see between people and the powers that be that are stirring the pot. And it can all be stopped by simply stopping and doing some independent thought of your own. Don't listen to the fear-mongering. Don't listen to the rebel rousers. Decide for yourself. If you're a grown person, you've had enough experiences that somewhere within you, you have a moral compass. Somewhere within you, you know right from wrong. Make a decision based on that, not based on the nonsense. That's all I ask of you. So thanks for listening to me today. Thanks for hearing me out. I hope it provokes some thought in you, because if I have a goal or an agenda, it's that. I don't care if you end up not even agreeing with the thing I say. I just want you to start thinking independently. So I will leave you with that today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good day.